Welcome back to the Obsession Podcast. In part one of this series about Mr. Beast, I talked about how being in the right place at the right time was a critical part of Mr. Beast's success as the most popular individual YouTuber in the world. But there were thousands of other teenagers jamming away on YouTube at the same time, trying to make it big. What made Jimmy Donaldson, aka Mr. Beast, rise to the top? Well, there's another essential component, which is, of course, obsession. And this guy, like other people who get to the top of their game, is living on the brink of insanity with the depths to which he's dedicated to his craft. Jimmy Donaldson, aka Mr. Beast, came to be the most popular YouTuber ever, in part because he is completely obsessive about making videos. Obsessive in really unhealthy ways that you probably don't want to replicate if you're a normal person. I'm going to tell you eight ways that his obsession has led to his incredible results. But there is one huge issue with this obsession, which to me is a ticking time bomb that could unravel the Mr. Beast empire. But first, obsession number one. Obsession number one. He works constantly until he has a breakdown. So I just work every day, every hour of the day um, until I just burn out. So like I'll work all day Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and I'll keep going. And then usually around day 10, I'll wake up and I'm just like burnt. I'm like, I can't keep going. It's too much. Like I can't keep doing these like 12, 15 hour days. And then I'll take like half a day or maybe a day, depending on how severe it is. And I'll just chill. I'll just kind of like nuke my calendar. Mm. Jimmy Donaldson, which is Mr. Beast's real name, said in this same interview that he works 12 to 15 hour days and since the age of 11, almost every waking hour has been dedicated to making videos and studying the craft of video storytelling. It's actually not even the same. I'm a little too focused right now, which is something I always have to correct myself because I usually go to bed at like 4 a.m. Mm. Even though I get in bed at like 10 p.m., I'll sit there for like six hours on average right now. So I'm trying to like actually find ways to like pull back a little bit and so I sleep a little bit better. Obsession factor two. He puts more effort in than anyone else. So like the way I like to look at it is if other people are spending one hour thinking of video ideas uh, or whatever, probably more like 30 minutes and like five hours filming, I want to spend 10 hours thinking of ideas and days filming. You know, it's not just spend more time ideas. It's like everything. So Jimmy is prepared to put in more effort than anyone else. He'll work longer on a concept than anyone else. He'll work longer on perfecting the story arc than anyone else. He'll work longer on editing than anyone else. And this has resulted in a level of quality and interestingness of video concepts that has put him in a category of one. He says it's not just about the idea, it's about the execution. If everyone's ideas are like, like if everyone's putting a few hours into their videos, you're putting a few days, if like everything, go above and beyond, make sure you're nothing like anyone else. Like you'll get noticed, but it's, I mean, it's gonna take forever. It's gonna take a lot of your thought, you know, thinking time and stuff. Obsession factor three, he is prepared to spend more money than anyone else. 
back, one of the things that I was really impressed by when I started looking into you after my daughter introduced me is that you invest so much money all, into all the, the show. All the money I make. I don't, I don't, I don't, why do I, I did money? was I f somehow found these other like four lunatics. We were, three of us were college dropouts. One was a high school dropout. And one, I don't know, he just like quit his job. We were all super small YouTubers. And we basically talked every day for a thousand days in a row and did nothing but just like hyper study like what makes a good video, what makes a good thumbnail, what, what's good pacing, like how to go viral. And we would just call it like daily masterminds. We would just get on Skype every morning and like some days like I'd get on Skype at 7 a.m. and I'd be in the call until like 10 p.m. and then I'd go to bed and I'd wake up and I'd do it again. Jimmy says that he puts all the profits from the money that sponsors pay or that he gets from YouTube advertising right back into the next video. In 2022, he said that a video costs $1.2 million on average to make, and some videos take nine months to produce. Each video will go through five or more rounds of edits, and sometimes those videos don't even get published. All that time from all those video editors and staff costs a lot of money. But how many of them do you scrap? After you started them and before they're done. Uh, oh gosh. Um, so probably one out of every four videos we end up filming end up getting scrapped because like I'll give you an example, right? Climbing a wall with plungers seems like a cool idea. Yeah. And then you get hundreds of plungers, you get the strongest plungers in the world, you hire engineers and you realize you can't climb a wall with plungers. To me, this is a unique and new thing that he brought to YouTube, which is a production level that is very hard to replicate. One to two million dollars, that could be the budget for a small indie movie. And he's spending that on every video. Even though this big stunt category on YouTube has gotten really popular, there are still few YouTubers out there who have the cash to throw around that Mr. Beast has. And so this is a huge competitive moat that he has built around his kingdom. Obsession factor number four. His idols are also hyper-obsessed people. A profile piece from Rolling Stone magazine said that Jimmy has portraits of Steve Jobs and Elon Musk hanging in his otherwise nondescript office. And these entrepreneurs who've also been described as very obsessive are the heroes who Jimmy models himself after. Even when it comes to big life decisions like having children, he takes cues from people who are as obsessed about their calling as he is. Do you think eventually you want a family and kids? And, or That's do you think That's an yeah. interesting question. Family and kids. So yeah. here's the thing. Elon has kids. Steve Jobs. <laughs> Nine of them. Yes, he does. <laughs> uh, Steve Jobs has kids. Bill Gates has kids. All these ultra successful people. Not that I want to be them or whatever. But all these other successful people do it and they don't regret it. Like, I can't really find anyone who really has. Obsession factor number five, work is his social life. Jimmy talks about being obsessed with YouTube from a very young age. And this had put him at a distance from other kids growing up. The, especially if you're like extremely passionate about something at a young age, where right. most kids are, then you're even, it's more exacerbated that it's like, you know, I, like, I, I didn't talk to anyone. I, I hardly had any friends because I was so obsessed with YouTube as back then just no one cared. So it's like, I thought I was just like, uh, 
just didn't even know how to speak. Like <laughs> literally, I I just couldn't hold a conversation with a single person because people would just tell me all you talk about is YouTube. And I would try to talk about something else. But back then I was so hyper obsessed. I literally just didn't know how to. So he found solace in his work, in his passion and built his social life around that. Jimmy admits that his focus on his work has made it difficult for him to maintain personal relationships. He says, I'm not very good at keeping friends. All my friends revolve around work. I know, and so many people say they wanna do what I do, but it's like, do you really? Cause I literally gave up my entire teenage years before I was 13 till after I was 19. So my whole teenage years were grinding on YouTube. And then other people grind for a year or two years or even three years and then they don't make it and they complain and it's like, I mean, you're just kind of scratching the surface, you know, like you got to put in more hours. Obsession factor number six. He has a pure love for the craft, regardless of material success. What excites you about it the most? So not necessarily YouTube, with, with the process of making videos, like what do you get from it? <sighs> it's going to sound weird because I just said this, but yeah. I mean, like everything, like yeah. if money, make videos. Fame, make videos. Happiness, make videos. Um, kind of like everything in my life currently that I want to improve kind of just revolves around just making videos. So the answer really is kind of everything for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's a cop out. I think this is the thing that a lot of people who want to be successful miss. They want to get to the finish line and have the fame, the money, and the world-class skill set that comes with that but they don't have a real passion for the actual act of running and just wanting to wake up and do it every day. But that's what Jimmy has. A few years ago, he shared on Twitter how his mum kicked him out of home because she wanted him to go to college and he just wanted to make YouTube videos. I'd rather be poor than do anything besides YouTube, he said. And he talks about a lack of interest in spending money on himself, preferring instead to pour the money he's making back into content. So you don't like go crazy? You don't have a Ferrari or anything nuts? No. I, I think living your life chasing like a nicer, nicer car and a bigger and bigger box to live in is kind of like a dumb way to, to go about life. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I actually, funny enough, I lived in like a super below average home and I kind of learned why famous people don't live in a, Below average homes because someone broke in, stole everything I owned. So I had to, I had to get a little nicer house for security reasons. But before I was robbed, I mean, like my place is like a little duplex, seven hundred a month. You, you get a roommate, it's three sixty split. <laughs> right. Yeah, and uh, just drive a normal car. Obsession factor number seven: his content diet is focused on what will make his own content better. To become world class at his craft, Jimmy simply consumes a lot of video content and always has. He spent his early years closely studying what made certain videos go viral. And, you know, we do things like just take a thousand thumbnails and see if like there's a correlation to the brightness of the thumbnail to how many views it got. Or like, you know, like videos that get over 10 million views is like, how often do they cut the camera angles or like things like that. Really? Um, so you, you micro analyzed everything. Other... Really? Yeah. Just, I mean, for like, we were very religious about it. And so that's, that's where most of my knowledge came from is I just surround myself with these lunatics and just every day, like we didn't do anything. We had no life. Uh, then he started using a dictionary to pick random words and brainstorm video concepts based on those. 
So I read somewhere, I think you said you've gone through a dictionary and would just like pick random words to see yep. if you can find good video ideas in there. It works actually better than you would think. You still do that? Yeah, yeah. So basically it's not just a dictionary. It's you, you want to take in inspiration and then uh -huh. see what pops in your head. So say the point is you, you take in random inspiration, you see what pops in your head, you write them down, and then usually one out of every hundred is good. And so that's why I like to flip to the dictionary. But more recently in 2023, he hired an actual team of researchers to come up with new ideas and pitch him on concepts. He says your world needs to be expanding, otherwise you're limited to what you already know. Obsession factor number eight, perfectionism. Jimmy strives for perfection with his videos to the extent that he scraps completed videos that his team has spent millions of dollars producing. He is personally very involved with every stage of making videos, holding everyone on his team to an exceptionally high standard. Like even editing, I still do like 10 revisions and I have a big hand in it and the writing of the videos and like how the videos, I mean, Almost, nothing's like truly outsourced. Cause like, you can't just like go, here's my band, here's kind of the videos I want, just give me a video every week. Like if, you know, cause they haven't spent their entire lives obsessing over this, they don't know as much. So all of these attributes together are kind of obsessive, right? But they do start to paint a picture of what has made Mr. Beast so successful. But there's one huge issue with Mr. Beast's empire, which could be the downfall of it all. Well, not only does Jimmy Donaldson make an estimated four and a half million dollars a month from his YouTube channels as the world's biggest YouTuber, he's also built two consumer businesses, a burger restaurant chain called Beast Burger and a chocolate brand called Feastables. And these two businesses make tens of millions of dollars a year in revenue. All this income that he now has to use to pay his 270 staff and rent his 50,000 square foot film studio in North Carolina, it all depends on Jimmy Donaldson's personal creative output. He has built this empire from his obsession and now it relies on it. Now the first obsessive trait that we looked at was his ability to put in super long hours until he gets burned out. And he's been working full time at this pace for over six years now. And while he's still a young man, there's a very real chance that he gets burned out for real at some point. The way he describes his financial model is that the proceeds from every video, those sponsorship dollars and the ad revenue from YouTube all goes right back into creating the next video. So it's unclear how long the business could sustain itself without fresh content being made. All right, hit me. This is the dad question. Yeah. Are you saving any of your money? Yeah, of course. Like, like I said, now I am. I well, used... You say, of course, you just told me you gave away $2 million. Yeah, yeah. well, like <laughs> last year, we... it's funny because like last year we spent millions of dollars on videos. It's crazy. It's a miracle I didn't go broke because I just always saw it as I just reinvest everything I make. Like literally up till a few months ago, every time I got a paycheck, that was just like the month's budget. So like, like I said, I saved up a dollar a day to buy a microphone. 
when I made a few thousand dollars, I just spent a few thousand dollars. When I made ten thousand dollars, I just spent ten. So it's like as I made more money, I was just like, all right, well now I, I want to spend it on videos somehow. That was just my mindset. If if that's but, what you're asking. Just to be clear, Jimmy Donaldson stops making videos. Mr. Beast, Feastables, Beast Burger, and his translation agency all go away. But this is where Mr. Beast's final obsessive trait may just come in to save the day. And that trait is adaptation. Since he first started making videos for YouTube at the age of 11, Jimmy Donaldson has been on a course of continued reinvention. We can see a huge evolution in the style of content that Jimmy has been creating over the years, starting from gaming videos, playing Minecraft and Call of Duty, to going on to talking about the YouTuber and creator ecosystem and commentating on YouTube drama and um, how much various YouTubers are making. And Jimmy himself made very few appearances on camera in those videos in the early days. And obviously since then that has evolved to these stunt videos, highly produced, high stakes, you know, these videos that take months and months to produce, and also his own breed of philanthropy. He's adapted through his whole YouTube career, and that means he's pretty likely to adapt again. Do you think that the current style of content that you're producing right now is going to be able to last forever, like the massive spectacle type mm -hmm. content? No, I don't think like just uh, what we're currently doing is going to be relevant forever. But that's the beauty because we just adapt and innovate. I'm not hard set on anything. I just mm -hmm. love creating, you know what I mean? So like you just always pivot and change it up. I'm not hard set on anything. The content I'll be making in five years is different than the content I'm making now. And the content I'm making now is different than the content I made a year ago and a year ago and a year ago. And it's always going to change. I think that's how you stay relevant. Judging from his past, it seems likely that Jimmy will also be able to adapt not only to shifts in the YouTube algorithm and what format is popular, but also potentially create entirely new formats that don't require him to always be playing a key role both in front of and behind the camera. We could see other characters emerge, other formats like animation or feature films. Time will tell. The ability to adapt to change course is the ability to suspend your own personal preferences and even beliefs and look critically at what's happening in the world around you. As a child, Jimmy witnessed the rise of YouTube as a content platform and then as a possible means of making a full-time living and his obsession did the rest. Mr. Beast, obsessed in so many unhealthy ways, but that's truly what got him to the top. Thank you for tuning in to the Obsession Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I would be so grateful if you subscribed to this podcast wherever you're listening to it right now. Hit the subscribe button. And if you're feeling extra generous, please leave me a review. Thanks for tuning in and I'll catch you next time.